1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I am thrilled to be bringing Meredith Alexander back To Word of Mom Radio.
2: I am so happy to be here.
1: I know, I'm so excited. Let me give you a little background on her. Meredith is a best-selling author, powerhouse mompreneur, optimal performance coach, and top female motivational speaker who has become known for her uncanny ability to help women learn how to unleash the most epic version of themselves, regardless of their circumstances. Her turbocharged grit formula inspires and challenges you to explore the boundaries of endless possibilities, positive expectation, and deliberate creation. With the near-death accident of her daughter and the challenges that were laid firmly at her feet, Meredith learned that these tiny individual seeds of greatness that live waiting to be cultivated within our own minds. Then, as we master our own inner game and truly discover the real beauty within our own story, we become free to empower others and to go on to create a destiny that previously might have seemed impossible. Meredith has such a remarkable story to share Mm She has shared her book, The Sky is the Limit, and I cannot wait to bring her back to the show to share what is going on. So, Meredith, welcome back to Word of Mom Radio.
2: Thank you so much. I am so excited to be back here, be with your audience again. Um, I feel like there has never been a more important time for you to be sharing what you're sharing with women in the world.
1: You know, I feel very blessed. To have this show, March, we're going into our tenth year Woo. on the air, and such remarkable journeys that we've shared. And so, I would love for you to share, give us a brief overview. I, I can't even explain the amazing story behind Sky is the Limit. Sure.
2: Well, I know we dove really deeply into it in, in the in the previous episode, but in a nutshell. I considered myself kind of a normal single mom in 2016, and I was chasing, you know, growing my business and, and chasing a thousand directions and feeling like I really wasn't succeeding in any of them because I was just stressed so thin. And then all of a sudden, the phone rang, February 19th, 2016, 3.15 in the afternoon. It's one of those moments that you know, we never forget. Right. And, and from that moment, when I heard the inhale on the other side of the phone, I sensed that my life would be changing. And it was this young woman's voice, a friend of my daughter's saying, I don't know how to tell you this, but Skylar has been in a terrible accident. Uh, we were on a rafting trip and a boulder, Fell on her, and um, the doctors are working on her as we speak. And so, I do. If any of you are listening, you probably who have experienced something like this, you you probably can relate that at that moment, it's almost as if um, my mind split into two people. There was one who was trying to process the pain and trying to believe that this was just a dream. And then there was the other that was watching me react to all of this and trying to figure out how to manage this and what to do and, and immediately going to the place of who am I can't, who am I to handle this? How do I, how do I help my daughter? How do I, what, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And um, so within hours, my other daughter and I were on a plane in Miami, and uh, we had we're flying from Miami to first Bogota, and then another another little little city in Columbia on the way to this tiny village, four hours away from that where where there was a hospital where they had found an ICU for Skylar. and as I'm sitting on that plane completely surrounded in darkness, feeling like this was just a moment that I had prayed that I would never live. It struck me that of all the horrible negative emotions that I was feeling, nothing came close to the horror of feeling powerless to help my daughter. So I began looking back at my own life and and looking at kind of the irony of it. And And when I say the irony, it is that I had always been really fascinated by people who faced incredible challenges. And there were there seemed to be two groups of people, people who allowed them to destroy them, or people who emerged as bigger, bolder versions of themselves and went on to do incredible things and leave incredible legacies. And so I realized that I actually had already lived a life that some people would call very, very difficult. And, and thanks to those experiences, here I was with an incredible wealth of knowledge regarding the inner game and specifically how to play that inner game to win. And so as I sat there on that plane, I realized that I may not be able to control the outer game, but I could play one heck of an inner game and I, I had to ask myself how much power I was willing to give that boulder. Was I willing to let that boulder destroy me as well as my daughter, if that's what was destined to happen? And I lo- I looked back at Skylar's life, and Sky was 22 at the time, and she had traveled all over the world. She'd taught English to monks in Nepal. She'd built a school in Peru. So was I going to allow this boulder to destroy all that and to make me go forward defining myself simply as the mother of a child who'd been killed at an early age by a boulder? Or would I take my power back, Skylar's power back, and go forward as the mother of a child who in just 22 years had made a powerful impact on the world. So from that moment, things began to to shift and to change. I began asking myself some new questions. I realized that either this inner game stuff was real or it wasn't, but I was about to play it like no one had ever played it before because I was playing it to win for my daughter, not just for myself. And so it began with three things. One, asking what I could control. Two, what could my mind believe? And three, what might I be assuming that's not necessarily true? And that began a whole collection of finding away one believable thought at a time to inch my way from total despair to a little bit of hope, from hope to belief, but even belief is not bulletproof. There's still cracks in that until finally I arrived at a place that I describe as a place of knowing just such a powerful expectation that Skyler would be fine, whatever that fine would end up meaning. And there was a feeling of letting go of my some of my own boulders, and discovering that inner Skyler within myself. And from that moment, it was as if life had to conform to our expectation. Things that were technically medically impossible became our reality over and over and over again. So I arrived in Columbia, amazing things started happening. We were able to airlift her to Miami and another amazing team of doctors worked their magic. And four months later, Sky had survived the unsurvivable
1: and we were on to the next leg of our journey. It's such a remarkable journey, and I—what is Sky doing now? Because it's so remarkable to me. I have always followed the two of you on social media. I can't believe the things she's doing. It's amazing. It, it,
2: it really, it really is. Um, it, it really is. I mean, first of all, I, I can't tell you how many times the doctors in Miami have emphasized to me that. The fact that she is alive and moving, cognizant, is a medical impossibility. And so, when they re- when they released her from the hospital, it was cataclysmic. I mean, basically, here with this young woman who'd been, you know, literally jumping off cliffs and things like that, and um, rappelling down waterfalls. She could not sit up on her own. She had a brace from the top of her chest down to her hips. She couldn't lift her hands. She could barely swallow. She could barely talk. Um, It was not safe for her to be left in a room alone. And clearly I was not trained to be a caregiver. And yet there we both were. And I tell you from learning to embrace and appreciate the lessons from that boulder which I then had to apply to resuscitate my business at that time, because I, the business that I had been focusing on when this all happened was a seasonal business where my annual income was earned between January and April. That's exactly when I was in the ICU. So I virtually had no income. So it was like being hit by a second boulder, but I realized that when we can learn the structure of how to play that inner game to win, that it translates across the board. And so Skylar has this tenacity. She has worked her way to, right now I'm recording this with you in Orlando because she's here in a boot camp. She's determined to she can walk with someone spotting her on a walker. She she can do a hand propelled bike. She her her dream is to do that bike in the Disney marathon or whatever it's called. She wants to do that. She still aspires to someday live independently. She when I I it used to be when I simply helped her transfer from her wheelchair to her bed, literally I would break out in the sweat. It was so hard. And now she's so close and we every now and then have the opportunity to work with um this robotic outfit called an exo which it's hard to get insurance coverage for this for a TBI because it wasn't intended technically and it's still considered experimental. But what it does for her is it helps her shift her weight and helps her build up muscle memory so that now her gait steps are more aligned. So this girl is one of the most positive creatures you'll ever meet and she's doing it she will get there I know she will get there and in the process she will not only I mean she's it's the tip of the iceberg the people that she will be able to inspire and uplift I absolutely know it and for me it's been life-changing I was mentioning to you since we spoke last I have worked with hundreds of clients, and over and over again, I mean, what makes me so passionate is that people come to me with everything from you know ADHD to challenges in their in their profession, in their in their personal lives, and they, they the common thread is they're the way they're defining themselves is so small. And they feel like I have to find a way out there. I have to get a new relationship. I have to get a new job. I have to, you know, get a new look, lose fifteen pounds. When it's, it's not finding the epic you at all. It's learning that it's already there in your story, and. All you need to do is learn how to tap into that inner game, how to play it to win per se, to unleash that epicness. And so to be able to help people do that and to watch the transformation has been a reward that I never in a million years expected this boulder to bring to me personally. And then to watch a child learn to walk for the second time in your life it's magical.
1: You know, I am so remarkably amazed at, again, thoughts are things. And neither one of you has accepted the limitations that, I mean, let's face it, they told you she wasn't going to survive. You mm-hmm. were flying down there hoping you were going to get there. Again, on that plane, change that mindset. One tiny thought at a time to all of the different things that to so, to see now. You know, when we last talked, You were 24 seven with Skyler and you guys were just going out on the, you know, kind of talk circuit to be sharing what is going on. The fact that all of this technology is here now, you know, it's, it's just, it's a remarkable thing and paving the way. It is paving the way and it is showing people that the only limits are what you're going to let somebody else put on you. Absolutely,
2: absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, throughout our journey, even here in Orlando, there's an incredible woman uh, who was in a car accident about ten years ago, and same same sort of thing, no no sensation. And this woman is, I want to say fighting, but it's more it's more in harmony than that. It's it's refinding her harmony with this new version of her body. And the, the grit and tenacity and resilience, I mean, that, that is absolutely golden and it begins in that inner game. Nobody can, can change a circumstance because if you're dependent on a circumstance to allow you to live fully, to allow you to experience life at its most epic, then you are in chains. You have no freedom.
1: Wow. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Think about what she just said, and we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, So take a look at StadiumBags.com. You'll see why you we're your clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. We are back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Meredith Alexander. And I have to ask you, how can we learn to understand more about our inner game and why it is so important? So, you know, that's
2: that's a great question, Dory. And when I work with my clients, or even when I'm speaking to an organization, it really comes down to three elements that now I have in, in what I call the grit formula. And it it is the rocket fuel beneath everything. Whereas for Skyler in that hospital, clearly that, that Olympic team of doctors worked their form of, of, of magic. We're using the technology that you mentioned, and yet when we commit to embracing those boulders as like our superpower, rather than looking at them as reasons to feel shame or as our kryptonite per se, right? We tap into another kind of magic that I think we're only now beginning to understand. And so that the formula that really helped me tremendously, that continues to help Skylar, and that now has really been helping so many of my clients, has three elements, and I call them elements um, because they're not steps. We're working with them congruently, and that first piece is a piece that we often don't slow down enough to really appreciate, and that is the identification piece. That is understanding not only where we are, but who we are it would probably shock you to, to realize when, when people come to me and we're working on who they are with the understanding that a lot of times who you think you are is based on who other people have told you that you are or even who you were a year ago. So what we do is we literally map out what you're passionate about And a passionate can be concepts as well. What do you love? What do you love doing? What are your skills, right? What are your superpowers? What are your gifts? What are the experiences that have defined you? What are your must-haves? What are your wouldn't it be nicest? And so we literally map this out. And what is amazing to people is that everything's based on reality. There's no making things up, no saying, okay. You know, I am a money magnet when your mind is saying, yeah, have you checked your bank account recently, right? None of that. It's all, are you this? Are you this? Do you like this? And to hear this spelled out almost every single time, there's such a aha moment for people that it brings people to kind of those cleansing tears, those tears of happiness of, my gosh, I haven't been defining myself that way. So that first element is really, really, really like setting the GPS. You can't even the best GPS in the world. If it asks you to access your current location, you go, you know, I just don't have time for that. Let's just go. You go nowhere, right? You have to know who you are and where you're starting from and what's naturally propelling you and what is getting potentially consistently in your way and begin to understand why. That takes us to that second element, which is the reboot and recalibrate. This is really fueling up that tank. This is understanding how our minds work, how the language works, how our inner narrative tremendously impacts how we experience life, how we experience ourselves. I'll give you an example. Just, and, and we may have played with this in the last episode, but just to recap, this is so important, it bears repeating. So, for example, whether it's in the context of a team, or when you're talking to your best girlfriend, or when people come to me, I almost always hear someone say to me, you know, the problem is, or my biggest challenge right now is finding a way to get motivated, or finishing what I, or finding a job that I really like. My biggest challenge is, and so when we frame it that way, there are many powerful words in that sentence. Challenge, of course, is a hugely powerful word because It's not just that word. It's all the memories and associations. It's, oh, my God, challenge. I've tried that so many times. I've done everything. It's impossible. Why do they get it and I can't figure it out? You know, all of these things that feel very, very heavy. But then we amplify it with the word biggest. And guess what? You can't have big S if you only have one challenge. So now subconsciously you're telling yourself, yeah, hey, 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 Meredith has this challenge, but she also has all these other challenges. This is just the grand poova. And yet we don't stop there. We rarely say the biggest challenge. We usually say my biggest challenge. Well, now all of a sudden it becomes part of who we are. Our identity, so it's Meredith with two eyes, the nose, a mouth, and this big freaking challenge. So when opportunity comes to me, it's part of how I'm defining myself and therefore how I feel, how I respond, and ultimately what I create as a result of that. However, all three of those words are obviously heavy and big, the most potentially dangerous word, dare I use that, in that sentence is one that we rarely even pay any attention to. And that's what makes it so potentially dangerous to us. And that's the word is, that little tiny word, because present tense implies that becomes our programming code for truth. This is reality. What do we say to each other if we don't want each other to even discuss it? Don't even go there. It is what it is, right? That means, No question. Truth, baby. And so when we're inserting whatever we're saying in present tense as reality, truth with all capital letters, then those are the glasses through which we are viewing everything else in our world and how we react. And that can be incredibly powerful. So if you're programming to yourself, this is a huge challenge. What is the implication? You're going to be freaking lucky if you ever figure this one out, right? This is, this is rough. So the next logical question is, but yeah, it's true. I do have this challenge. What am I supposed to do? Go, you know, stand in front of a mirror and say that I don't? No, because going back to what we said, what can you control? What can your mind believe? And what are you assuming that may not necessarily be true? Well, what you can control is your mind. What can your mind believe? Well, that's one version of it. But what might you be assuming that's not necessarily true? That's the only version. How about saying my biggest focus right now is finding a way to help my daughter? Or even more powerful, my biggest commitment right now is finding the way to help my daughter. And when I say it that way, or when I go to my team, if I'm a leader, And say our commitment right now is increasing that bottom line. Yes, there are some things we'll discover along the way, but that's our commitment. Then it becomes the beacon. It becomes the light that pulls everyone else toward that. And so that is, and our, our inner narrative is filled with opportunities like that to simply realize that our language is symptomatic. And when we do not become the sovereign, and when we believe that it's kind of woo woo to mess with those thoughts, it's no different than you and I, you you said you love to drive cross country. Well, imagine we're driving cross country. And I say, Dory, I'm hungry. Let's get off. We pull off the exit ramp. And I'm like, oh my god. Ugh, there's a Burger King. I hate fast food, but it, it, it's there. We need to stop. I need to get some, and and so we get some Burger King, and I'm like, oh my god, Dory, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken next door. Oh, I hate Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it, it's there. I need to consume it. And oh my god, there's a Subway, and now I'm really painful and full, but it's there. So clearly, no one in their right mind would feel that they have to eat and buy from every single restaurant. And yet we feel like we must consume without any sort of regulation, any dialogue, any thoughts, any words that that our minds think or that come our way. And when we learn that it's not only an opportunity, but it's almost an obligation, if we really want to show up in the world as the epic version of ourselves and we must become sovereign in that inner world, in that inner game, and then go out to be able to share that and inspire and empower others to do the same. Does that make
1: sense? It absolutely makes sense. And I'm thinking about the mission of unleashing the epic you, you know, because, you know, it's just a perfect analogy. I thank
2: the boulder for that and it's really even more even more today than it was when I first felt this several years ago but it really is not in spite of these boulders that we succeed it's thanks to these boulders in our life that we learn just how high we are capable of soaring and I honestly believe that sometimes it's these impossible boulders per se that actually transform our lives from being ordinary into being epic ones. That's the difference in really embracing them, embracing those boulders and, and being brave enough, being fierce enough, being bold enough to look at yourself from a lens of empowerment. That's, that's what takes courage to do is to say, yes, I, I, own every single experience that I have lived. I have no regrets. I don't want to live through them again. But that is why I am who I am here today. And I am a force to be reckoned with. Yes, and that is how I intend to show up as being the epic version of myself. And, and guess what? You get to love the entire thing, even, even the things that were awful to live through and it's an amazing sense of freedom at that point.
1: I absolutely love what you share. I so totally embrace it's that was it Henry Ford. Yes. If you think you can't or you think you can, you're right. Yes. You know, cuz it's whatever you think. You know in your no matter how it happens, this yeah. is what you're going to do. Right. You have that goal, then you do the things. But seeing yourself there, seeing that finish line and you've already crossed it, then you can figure out, okay. and now what am I going to do to make that happen? But you have to believe it. And that's what I love about your mission and what you share. So as we're wrapping up, how can people be lucky enough to work with you?
2: What I'd love to do is, if there is someone out there who has said enough already of you know trying to figure this out, it, it truly is you know while we're quoting people, it's Einstein saying, "You know, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that's created the problem, so if you really are ready and want to speed things along, getting a coach, getting a mentor. Someone who can help you extract those things from a blind spot is going to change your life. It really will going forward. So um, anyone in your audience who really feels like I'm ready, I've spent enough time not feeling like the epic version of, of myself, I would invite them to reach out to me um, and we'll have a 20-minute complimentary kind of strategy chat, what, you know, sharing what what's going on in your world, but it, it, maybe how to move beyond that, whether I can help you or whether I can steer you in another direction. I would love to chat with you. Um, so this, if you want the link for that and you're listening, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but it's bit.ly forward slash go epic now. That's bit.ly forward slash go epic now. You can also go to my coaching website, gritmindsetacademy.com or look for me, Meredith Alexander. And that's Meredith with two eyes. Think of a human being, Meredith with two eyes, um, on LinkedIn uh, and on Facebook, uh, Instagram. And I would love to connect with you because uh, like, like we're sharing here, my mission, I wake up what exhilarates me in the morning is, is being able to help people discover that epic within and go on to create ripples and tsunamis in other people's
1: lives. So all of the links will be live on our blog talk radio page and also at wordofmomradio.com. Meredith, thank you so much for coming back to word of mom radio I want you back again and again and again because I love it.
3: <laughs> you know what
1: you just share such wonderful I can't even explain it just I always leave the conversation just feeling epic there's just something so remarkable about the energy and the truth that you share it really is you know? thank you
2: so much it's, I would love to come back anytime um, sometime we'll have to have uh, Skylar join me
1: too. I would absolutely love that. That would be a remarkable conversation. Just mom to mom, what Yes, the mindset of a mom can do.
2: Exactly. Well, again, I just want to acknowledge you for all the wisdom that you are sharing for your audience, for your amazing 10 years that you had this going. And uh, you are epic and a force to be reckoned with. So it's such an honor
1: to be here on your show. Thank you. I feel so blessed to be on the journey that I've been on and and to have the opportunity to connect with women like you who are out there empowering other women. You know, when we work together as a solo person, you know, you can sing that wonderful song, but when the voices of women rise together, the choir that we make, nobody drowns anyone out. It's not a competition. When you win, we win. When we win, you win. It's just a remarkable thing. So I applaud the work that you are doing. And I really look forward to continuing to enjoy you and Skylar and your amazing journey. So thank you again for being with us here today, Meredith. Really, I appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much
1: for having me. My pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thank you so much for being with us. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure.
0: She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is strong. She